Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very, very much for listening to this. Before we get started and before I talk about my guest today, who, by the way, is a wonderful guest and I'm glad you're here, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for continuing to stick around with me when you didn't have to. I know I took a break uh, about two months ago. I took a good two months off to kind of wrap my head around my family and, and make some adjustments in my life. And so I am grateful and I am very appreciative for every one of you who has stuck around and continue to listen in. To all of the new listeners, again, thank you so much for, for participating in this and, and thank you for joining us for this ride. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a really, really good time. And I want to say for each and every one of you taking the time to listen to this, challenge me on my ideas. If you have an idea or you have a thought that differs and it's a better idea than mine, I'd love to hear it. And I'd love to have you on the podcast to discuss why I'm adult. But nonetheless, I'm just glad you're here. All right. Ladies, gents, others, our guest today is the one and only Patrick J. Militich. You can wiki the man, see everything he's done, see what he's accomplished, and you can see why he is an international treasure. Wherever you are in the world, you could probably use some Pat Militich in your life. All right, check him out on the Conspiracy Farm podcast. You can check him out on Instagram at PJ Militich. And learn from the man. He's got some very good information and he's got some really good resources that he shares with everyone who's willing to listen. All right. Patrick Militich is a gem. He is a patriot. He is a servant and he is of service to us all. And so I think it's important that we share information. And today, this afternoon, he popped in on my Instagram live and we had a really, really cool conversation about a lot of things that you are probably not going to hear on the news. With that being said, thank you for taking the time to tune in and to listen to uh, what it is that we have to say and what we have to share. I can tell you that my guests are going to keep coming. I'm going to keep pushing on with the solo cast. And if you have any good music, by the way, that, that you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear it. The music that you are listening to right now is produced by none other than our own Siri. So if you listen to the, Fost, uh, the podcast on a regular basis, you'll know that Siri is hes our fact checker. He's our guy who makes sure we're not too full of shit. And we're grateful that he's in our lives. So that being said, this is his music. Uh, this is he is sharing with us. And uh, let us know what you think in the comments, in the descriptions. Also, if you'd like to join one of the Instagram lives, just reach out on Instagram at Woken Bake Podcast. That's where I'm doing a lot of my work right now for the time being. And uh, I, I share it with you. I give it to you because I love you guys. Because I'm grateful for you being here. All right. Without any further ado. Actually, I got to tell you, at the very end of the podcast, you're going to hear from my supporters. My supporters, the, the, the big, the big, the big ones, as they say, the Iron Asylum. Arr. I don't know why I did that voice. That's a stupid voice. I won't do that again. But yeah, Iron Asylum, also Red Run Cannabis Company, and 
5150 Babes, located in downtown Soldotna. All right, more on them and more on all of this at the end of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, yeah, one last thing. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, the very easiest way to do that is to buy merchandise, and I will tell you how to do that at the very end. I'm done. This is the last announcement. You're beautiful, and I love you. I figured I'd just uh, figured I'd jump in real quick and see how you were getting along up there. I'm, I'm getting along. It's an interesting time up here, champ. Uh, so the city of Anchorage passed an emergency ordinance uh, where uh, residents were for, were going to be forced to wear a mask for two months, and the mayor, right. Mayor, mayor Bronson, vetoed that uh, and said, eh, "Not going to happen." Um, which I'm grateful that he did because it means I get to go back to Anchorage. How are things in Iowa, champ? You know, we're doing all right. I mean, they are, uh, of, of course, approving the uh, the boopity boop for for kids, uh, you know, and, and we'll probably see uh, a rise in numbers amongst youngsters. In fact, we already are um, because of it. So, you know, it's uh, – I don't know how people are missing this, it's very hard for me to comprehend that, you know, after 18 months that people, you know, are still thinking that this is an accident, you know, thinking that this isn't a Trojan horse leading to some much more diabolical stuff, you know, many of whom I don't know what percentage of society even understands it. Um, But, uh, you know, there's got to be a huge number of people, though, that are at least looking around and going, wait a minute, something's not right here. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's happening every day, and that's and when you have um, athletes like Kyrie Irving, uh, when you have artists like say Nicki Minaj or whoever it is that is starting to starting to raise flags, everyone who's stepping up to say something seems a little bit off, uh, they seem to get crushed. They seem to get uh, shoved down, and their ideas seem to to become something that is spat upon. Um, sure. In the case of Ky- yeah, they get attacked. Kyrie Irving. They get- Go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Because I, I, you know, I loved listening to him talk. Uh, very intelligent young man, and you know, um, I'm sure he didn't need to. He didn't need to mention the Tuskegee experiment or any of the other stuff the government has done to uh, Black Americans. So, you know, I think that uh, I think that you know, Black Americans from the get go, from the jump, were very skeptical about this. 
Uh, I, I, what I get nervous and what I get scared about is when you see the so-called representatives of a, of a different thought process, guys like Immortal Technique or Chuck D or, or even KRS-One um, taking stances that are, that are really kind of like pro-follow the herd, especially when folks have made their careers on, on not following the herd. Um, yeah, well, you know, those guys are being paid, paid massive amounts of money. We've seen, we've seen, um, athletes come forward in Australia and even a retired basketball player that came forward and said, I'm, they offered me a bunch of money to say, go get your shot. Look, Connor McGregor did the same thing at the beginning of all this when, when, uh, you know, lock yourself in place, all that sort of stuff. Um, but Connor McGregor had, you know, at least two rape charges hanging over him. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, that was, Hey, you can go to prison for life. Or you can get on camera and say, stay in your house. Yeah. Weird how that works out. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that's everybody's compromised, right? I think so. I, you know, to, to, to a certain degree, you know, the, your blue check people um, really need to maintain that blue check because for, for whatever reason, it, it seems to come along with this uh, fake sense of power and identity. Um, if after 18 right, months you right. haven't realized that this is uh, this is a money and a power play, I really don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, look, this is much bigger than money. This is much bigger than power. This is this is eugenics gone or gone on you know nuclear. So um, that's that's you know been very made very clear to me by a couple of folks who are you know very experienced in this in that. In that field of work, let's put it that way. They're not. They were. Yeah. They weren't down the. They weren't down the down the pecking order, um, at all. They were, you know, some of the top people. So, um, you know, doesn't give me a warm and fuzzy feeling about the future. But, um, you know, I just hope. Uh, and I, 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 I'll try and ask these questions, and see how that goes over. Um, we of course don't want to get you shut down again, but, you know. What I did the other night, the um, we had a, an event here, and it was the Conscious Resistance Tour with Derek Bros and a couple other speakers, Jason Burmis, myself, and you know the questions that I asked. I wanted the crowd to get, I wanted some interaction with the crowd. So I said, um, you know, does anybody understand what the goal of gain of function research is? And a bunch of them did, you know. And for anybody that hears this, they can go look up on DuckDuckGo or whatever, the goal of gain-of-function research. And uh, once they understand what that goal is, because I don't necessarily want to say it, because um, I don't want to get shut shut down, but, um, you know, then they can go back and check where, you know, most of these pandemics since HIV, and you know, in the 80s came from, you know, what were the original sources. Um, they didn't just magically jump from animals to human beings. It doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So, you know, then people have to figure out why, why do those laboratories exist in the first place? Because I don't remember any bio wars in the last 40, 50 years. Do you? Uh, not that we know about. Right. So, yeah. well, we do know, we do know about those, those attacks. <laughs> Well, they just weren't. We they, just, they just weren't on uniformed. They weren't on uniformed um, armies in battlefields. 
percent of American adults are on uh, are on pharmaceutical products, and and you've got the TV constantly piping fear to them, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is a, a hell of a hell of a dark spell they've cast. I'll tell you what. Well, um, Dr. Shiva made a point at the very beginning of this um, that in the first two months of um, of COVID, the uh, prescriptions of antidepressants and anti-anxieties were through the roof. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there's something I wanted to share with you because I thought this was very interesting. Um, the chief medical officer for the state of Alaska is a woman by the name of Ann Zink. Now, Ann Zink's grandfather is a gentleman by the name of Albert Bartlett, Al Bartlett, um, Dr. Al Bartlett, who was part of the Manhattan Project. Now, he was right. he also described um, human overpopulation as the greatest challenge facing humanity. Now, during a piece, a fluff piece uh, from uh, NPR in Alaska, Alaska Public Media, on Dr. Ann Zink at the very beginning of this, she said that she thought back to her grandfather's work as a, as a way to deal with the, uh, with the virus. She thought often of, her, of how her grandfather would uh, deal with this. Crazy. But no one wants to talk yeah. about that. Like it's, um, it's, it's well, the thing is, here's the thing, and we talked about this too at the Conscious Resistance Tour. You know, I talked and said, you know, the the process of waking up, you know, which, I mean, I saw this coming for quite a while before it came and, you know, had obviously read the the documents from the UN and, you know, was aware of it. But, um, you know, it, that, when this started to, when I saw that it was coming, um, there, there was a waking up process even more for me. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, the only painful part for me is that so many millions of Americans and people around the world just, it hasn't dawned on them. You know what I mean? That's, that's what freaks me out is that people just don't recognize this. It's, it's, man, when they say sheep, it's, they're, they're spot on, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but we have to be, you know, the thing is, is that I also pointed out is that, one thing that I had to recognize is that, and I've uh, been saying this, is that I prosecuted people's beliefs um, too harshly, right? Yeah. Which turned a lot of people off. And, you know, I, I recognize that through the help of a couple friends and that we have to help people understand that we all reacted um, out of fear to a certain extent. Some, many were fearful of COVID. I wasn't fearful of COVID. I was fearful of those who were afraid of COVID because I knew how um, the media was going to be used to um, dehumanize, you know, both sides. Right. Yeah. And so now when you weaponize the human mind against those others, you know, the other people, yeah. um, you, you get, you, you get some real, you get some real historic um, atrocities that happen. And uh, whether it, you know, be uh you know, the Bolshevik revolution, the Nazi takeover, Kosovo, you know, all these different things that have happened, Pol Pot, Mao, you know, they're, they're masters at it, but now they've got the technology to do it on a larger scale, a global scale. And it's, it's, um, you know, I just want people to understand that we also reacted out of love for our families. They reacted out of love for their families. Got to get the shot, got to get the shot, whatever. Um, 
for their families, for their communities, for their country, you know, all that stuff. Um, so they think that they are doing the right thing by demanding that everyone get it, right? They just they just do. And I think there's got to be a lot of people within, to a certain extent, within the media, um, like local reporters and stuff who are just, I mean, parroting out the lines from the AP like they've done their whole career. Now, they're just going through the motions, dude. I don't know if I don't know how many of them are even aware of this. If they were, they I don't know how they'd sleep at night. Um, I, I think that uh, many of them assume they're going to sleep on a on a bed full of money. When, well, you have Katie Couric today saying that she edited um, some of uh, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, book. Uh, to edit out her stance on athletes kneeling for the national anthem because she didn't want people to think poorly of of RBG, but her stances were made pretty public. Um, right. If they if they don't, um, I mean, if they if they ha if they can erase history, they do their best to do it, and they've done it um, for everyone who won't pick up a book. Uh, they use Netflix as a as a resource. They use I mean, they use all kinds of resources on the internet to sort of, um, to push their agenda. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think the future holds? Like, do you think that, I mean, I think the, the elites, the, whoever the evil faceless they are, I think they're losing power. I think that, um, they're watching people turn their backs on them. Um, what are your thoughts, Chen? Well, I think that there's a, there's, um, a, a very big fight coming. And I think that, you know, over in, I believe it was Switzerland, um, Swiss citizens, uh, massive crowd um, surrounding one of the Rothschild castles I saw tells that. you that, right. peop that, that people are awake. They're not, they're not, yes, they are mad at their government, but they also understand who the puppet masters are, and that's just one of them, you know, in that castle. So um, that should you know, make the hair stand up on the back of their necks. Um, the, the, you know, but, you know, we have to, everybody has to fight it at a local level. That's the only way because, you know, Agenda 21 is implemented at a local level. So, you know, for instance, Scott County, Iowa got $33 million, and then money will be handed out to uh, cities, um, you know, companies, school districts, things like that. And it, it was a pretty large amount of money um, allotted to, granted to um, the Bettendorf School District where I live. And, you know, so in that, though, it says down down the list of the things that you're going to have to follow along with. And, you know, the, you know, for instance, the NCAA forcing teams, athletic teams that are part of the NCAA to have 85% of the kids jabby jabbed, right? Um, and that's their, the, the coaches are under a lot of pressure. The universities are under a lot of pressure and that's, that's contingent, you know, that's budget stuff. That's, you know, whatever. Um, it's all, it's all money driven to force, you know, hospitals getting, you know, a certain amount of money per COVID death, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's all, it's all being implemented at a local level. So everybody's got to fight it at a local level. And we need to say, where's that money going? What's it being used for? And when you when you can go to a city council meeting or a county uh, supervisor meeting, councilman uh, meeting, or go to a school board meeting and, and talk to these people and hold them accountable for what they're doing and doing to our children, 
Um, you know, that's when things, that's when the tide can turn. And it certainly turned here um, in Bettendorf. It turned here in Iowa in a lot of places uh, where parents are absolutely just not having any of it. And they're getting they're We've got an election coming up for the school board here in Bettendorf. Uh, I think it's safe to say that the people that we're trying to mandate this stuff on our kids aren't going to be around, you know, so, and we've got to be able to deal with, you know, the people that aren't aware of what's going on, who, you know, I took my eight year old to a, a school, a school weekend school event. They had bouncy houses and all kinds of games for them to play and stuff like that. I know a couple of the dads, um, you know, were staring at me like they wanted to attack me. Um, but, uh, you know, that's stuff we're going to have to deal with. Right. Yeah. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I um, one of the things I do up here is I promote events, I promote comedy shows, I promote concerts, and one of um, yes, that is the same Pat Militich. Um, sorry, one of one of our Anchorage fighters, uh, a guy by the name of Allison um, Prince. He's uh, it was actually um, Jared Cannonier's uh, very first professional opponent. Just came into the live and oh. he loves you. He's a big fan of yours. Um, okay, well, good, good, man. Good, good to have him on the uh, on the broadcast. So, um, me personally, I've been uh, I've been yelled at, I've been screamed at for putting up flyers for doing outdoor events. You know. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah you're, it's, you're a murderer. You're a murderer, I'm, right? I'm 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 the worst fucking person ever because I want to help make people laugh. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, and and I get what you're saying that some people just want. They just want the warm fuzzies. They want grandma to be safe. But even my friends who who know that we're being taken for a ride, um, I don't know. It's we're coming into a world where people are having to choose between their jobs. They're trying having to choose between their careers. I have a college professor that um, I, I work with, uh, and he was told by one of the universities that he works with, if he doesn't get the that he's going to lose his job. He's an online teacher. He never he's never been to the campus. This is a school in right. uh, Michigan, and he lives in Homer, Alaska. So this this uh, you know unless COVID becomes a computer virus, uh, nothing that he does to himself um, will will uh, you know have any kind of effect on his students. However, um, it becomes an issue of control. You know, like you mentioned eugenics, but the control and power is a very key a very key thing to this. Um, well, and that's just, you know, the fear-based conditioning scaring everybody, right? That's, they, I, I, I swear to you, you know, um, it was very interesting where I've watched a few movies during this thing, you know, when I've taken my daughter to a, to a kid's movie and things like that, and the language that they're using in these movies and, you know, past movies that we've watched and stuff that where they've, where they've basically kind of shown you what, what their plans are. You know, just for instance, I went to uh, the Adams Family, the second Adams Family movie today with my my eight year old, and this evil scientist is talking about this technology whereby uh, we can control mankind, um, we can make them do anything we want, we can make them, you know, we can turn them off, turn them off with, with if we want, and he even said at a cellular level, and I went, hmm, interesting language to use in a kids movie, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and you see that all over the place. So if you watch, um, like I took my kids to see Detective Pokemon when it came out. It's all about the transhumanism agenda. And when you look at Ryan Reynolds' last movie, Free Guy, it's the same thing. It's about transhumanism. It's about living on as an avatar um, rather than the human soul and continuing to be a human being. So yeah, they absolutely yeah, are pushing a fucking they, agenda. They, yeah, they've conditioned everybody for this trans thing, this trans, 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 trans. Trans and then transhumanism. And then we're, we're going to upload your consciousness into a computer system and you're going to live forever. No, you're going to be dead. <laughs> you're going to be dead. Okay. And all, and all of the jerks that are, are pushing transhumanism, they're all, they're all guys like, like uh, Gil Bates or Epstein or, or these guys who like, that was their goal. Why do you think it's their goal? Well, part of it because they're evil soulless bastards. Um, but yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're going to live on in a uh, on a laptop or in a server somewhere as a dancing unicorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, um, but you know, Jason Jason Burma too. If anybody uh, has not heard of him, go to Rockfin R O K F I N, and you can you can uh, and you can find him on Twitter. You can find him doing videos on there where he he doesn't go deep into you know all of the stuff that's going on. But uh, Burma, you know, was he calls he calls the people that are controlling our politicians the the predator class. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah check out Jason Burmis. Check out his documentaries. He was involved in loot, uh, loose change with uh, with Luke. He's a guy that's been around. He's he's an OG of the scene, and he was an, he's an OG as a young guy. Yeah, um, and he lives here in Bettendorf. He lives he lives here in Bettendorf, Iowa now. Of course he does. Of course he does. He, he had to, he, he left New York. He when I was fighting Michael Nunn last summer, um, he goes, "Hey, can I get press credentials? Come out and and hang out and watch your fight and stuff and cover it." And I go, "Absolutely." And uh, he said, "Well, I'm going to be driving across the country looking for a place to move to to get out of New York before all this stuff gets too crazy." And I said, "I think you'll like I think you'll like Bettendorf, Iowa." And sure enough, he he went all the way to South Dakota, um, New York, all the way across, and then. Uh, you know, and now he's now he's here in Bettendorf. If I'm not mistaken, uh, skateboarding legend Mike Volelli is also in Bettendorf. It's turning into like quite the cool town for people to uh, for cool people to <laughs> hang out. I guess. Hey man, it was already a cool town, brother. It was a cool town <laughs> because Pat, uh, the the Croatian sensation Militic, was the, from there. So like, it was supposed to be cool. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the town wasn't formed until three years after you were born. So I think it's important to remember that. You know, it's funny. The uh, Actually, the, the founder of this town, Bettendorf was his last name, um, they actually ran um, during, slave, during slavery. They had a tunnel uh, down by the river that went up to the mansion, and then they had a, a big carriage house where they would um, house the slaves and then help them get to places where they could get jobs and stuff. And uh, so this was a hub of of freeing uh, slaves during uh, during those days. Uh, a hub of free men and women, Bettendorf, Iowa. It is a it, the place is a national treasure, not just because of you, but mostly because of you. Um, it's in the water. It's in the water. Uh, um. Well, Champ. Anytime you want to come up to Alaska, sir, I have a host of guys. That, that let me know on a regular basis they'd like to take you fishing. That would be amazing because I tell you what, I'm actually going to be up there probably. It looks like uh, next August we're coming up 
with some uh, combat veterans and okay. first responders, and we're doing a doing a group trip up there. We're gonna, I guess, we're gonna do some hunting, some fishing for salmon, and fishing for uh, for uh, flounders, I believe, right? Um, well, halibut is really uh, the, or halibut. The, yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Halibut, halibut. So that means you're gonna be down here, champ. Which means a couple of things. I could talk to some of my buddies and see if we can set up some fights for you to go to, so that so that we have some gladiators ready to put on uh, to show off their skills for for one of the, the original champions of the sport that we all love. That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Hell, I'd do a seminar while I was up there if you wanted. I I was that was gonna be the next thing I, I'd say. We can we have multiple gyms up here that I'm sure would love to put on a, a Pat Militich seminar. I'm sure we have uh, plenty of police departments that would love to host a Pat Militich seminar. Um, I would love to participate in making that happen. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. So um, let's, you let's, know, obviously, obviously the civilian and the law enforcement stuff would be different, but uh, separate, but uh, hell, I'll teach both groups. I don't care. I, you know, that's what I love to do. All right. So um, we already have uh, one of the most decorated combat athletes in Alaska, Alton, volunteering. He's, he's, he'll fight anyone uh, to fight in front of you. So we're good. I like it. Day. I like this it. It's a great day for Beautiful. Everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I, I won't keep you any longer. I just wanted to say hi and see how you were doing. Champ, thank you so much for tapping in. I'm, it's always great to hear from you. You are a national treasure. And, and again, thank you for popping in. Uh, anytime you'd like to come in and talk about Black Oxygen or any other of the other endeavors you have going on, I would love to hear from you. Awesome, man. Hold the line, boys. All right, ladies, gents, others, that was the one and only Patrick J. Militich, UFC Hall of Famer and all-around good guy. All right, folks, I really do want to take the time to say thank you to my supporters who have... Um, stuck with me through thick and thin, shown me a lot of love, a lot of support uh, over the years. It's very, very important to me that I, I return the love. That is Iron Asylum, first up to bat. My good friend Brandon Miller supported me from the beginning. I love this human being. He owns Iron Asylum, and Iron Asylum is a really awesome gym. It is located at 35165 KB Drive in Soldotna. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook. I would say check them out on Instagram. Their Instagram page is super duper live. That would be at Iron Asylum Gym AK on Instagram. All right. Um, they carry all kinds of stuff, right? They carry supplements. And when I say they carry supplements, I mean they carry everything from pre-workouts, BCAAs, proteins, meal replacements. They've got meal, re uh, meal replacement bars from Redcon. They've got all kinds of stuff, all right? So if you are looking for ways to supplement your workout and a place to get a super-duper workout in, Iron Asylum is that very doggone place, all right, they are also open 24 hours a day. That's right. If you're like like me right now, I didn't expect to be up at like 10.40 at night. Normally, I'm in bed by, by now, but right now, I've got this crazy burst of energy, so I'm going to get this podcast done. I'm not going to wait into the morning, but if I want to get done at this at like 11 and go to the gym, I can do that. Not a lot of gyms. I mean, more gyms around the world, you can do that nowadays, but... They're not as cool as Iron Asylum, if we're going to be honest about it. Iron Asylum is just a badass gym, and it is where I recommend everybody uh, who is interested in working out, 
I recommend they go there. Okay, I recommend they go there. I recommend they call Brandon at 907-953-4720 and get themselves a gym membership. They have all the equipment you could want, right? Squat racks, dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells. They've got it all, all right? Give them a shout. Next up, Red Rut Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They're the makers of fine concentrates and about 63 different types of hashade, including 25 milligram shooters and the brand new 100 milligram bottles. That's right, ladies and gents. That's 50 milligrams more of THC. They also carry flour from your favorite cultivators, as well as edibles from your favorite edible makers, like Creative Confections, like Lady Grey, uh, like Red Run, because they make their own edibles as well. They make peanut butter, they make honey sticks, they make all kinds of good stuff. So if you stop by their actual physical location, it's basically like the Nike town of Red Run products, except with way better ethics. It's located on the Kenai Spur Highway, and they've got everything you could possibly be looking for. Now, check them out on Weed Maps to see what their current menu looks like, or you can go to their website, redruncannabiscompany.com, and see what they are all about as a company. Now, if you know me, you know I like oils. They make great, uh, great oils. They also make really good cartridges. Now, one of the very cool things about their cartridges is they break it down. They've got all kinds of strains, but they also have very simple indica mix and very simple sativa mix. You want to go to bed? I got something for you. You're trying to get up and get going for the gym? I got something for you. All right, you're trying to start your day off right. You don't necessarily want to smoke anything, but you want to chill out with a cup of coffee and wake up because you are a grown-ass adult who is 21 years of age or older. Well, then Red Run has something for you. All right, be sure to check them out on Weed Maps. And again, redruncannabiscompany.com. Also, be sure to listen to the very end of the podcast so that you can hear the super-duper uh, cannabis warning. All right? There's a cannabis warning. It's at the very end of the show, and you'll hear all about the, the you know, all of it. You, you'll hear the warning. All right, last but not least, 5150 Bates in downtown Soldatna. If you or a loved one who is above the age of 19 is looking for a fantastic uh, way to uh, to stop smoking, to, to put down the cigarettes, well, 5150 Vapes has everything you could possibly want. If you're looking for little disposable vapes so that, you know, you good, you have it, you let go of it, bam. Or if you're looking to save uh, some money and dial in uh, what it is that you're trying to do with your nicotine, they've got all of the flavors you could possibly want. They've got coils and all that stuff. I don't know enough about vaping. I am not a vapor. I am a person. So if you have any questions, be sure to check in with Dave. Be sure to check in with Wade. Be sure to check in with Big Cody and see if they've got anything that you're looking for. By the way, nicotine is addictive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. 
D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children and E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.